The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Things are looking different and in a good way at the movies this week. Yes, they are. I, nine, I'm liking it though. Nine. Nine new movies to talk about. Uh, I'm Austin. He's Johnny. It's the movie zone. Hi, Johnny. Hey, buddy. How's things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a Gordon Monson like grunt? No, nah, Gordon Monson's grunts are. Mm. They're mm. kind of like. Mm. Mine go. Eh. Eh. Uh. Oh. Is it? Those are my grunts. Do I need to gas up the tanks? What do you mean? You know, driving through the city. Just are we? Are we in oh, that type tanks. of mood? Yeah, the yeah. tanks. Uh, not the tank of the car, but the tank. I'm not quite <laughs> to run tanks through the town yet. Okay. But the show's just starting. True. So we'll see we, how we this still have, goes. We still have tonight. Uh, we we got tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm excited tomorrow? about, man? Because you just mentioned those nine movies. Yeah. And I think what's really cool is there's major stars in just about every one of them. Yeah. For most of the majority of the summer, there's been some movies here and there, but you haven't really heard of a lot of people in those movies. Yep. Now we're getting the mainstream names and faces back to the theater, and that's good news. I think that's great news. So we'll talk about nine movies that are coming out. We'll talk about three classics, four, or excuse me, yeah, three classics that you can see this Halloween season at Megaplex Theaters. And we've got a poll question of the week. We've got a, a sh- from the archives. We're introducing yeah. a new part of the movie zone. We are. Which we'll get to in segment two. Uh, but we got to start. Right here with you getting suspended from Twitter. Yeah. I wish I knew how this happened. <laughs> it's like the craziest thing. You know, when you get those emails, you've been suspended from Twitter. Please click this to uh, reactivate your account. You're like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> this is fake. Then I tried to get on Twitter, and guess what? I was suspended. And you know what I've suspended for? For posting the movie poll question. That can't be. It can't be. That's the last thing I posted. Well, Actually, I take it back. I responded to one of the li- the, the listeners on the poll, and now it's gone. And what words did you use? I said, I will allow both movies because it's the same story, just I in different that years. Reply, yeah. Yes. That's all, so, that was the last thing I was able to do. Maybe someone later replied that said something naughty and they blamed you. Probably. I don't know. The week that we are both having, it could very easily be that. Yeah. So uh, Johnny's Twitter is in Guantanamo. Yep. Uh, but he did send out a DVD showdown uh, last weekend. I was able to get that out before uh, the earth ended. And what were the, the choices? So being the Halloween, as everyone calls it, spooky season. Everyone calls I kinda, it that? Yeah, I, I'm tired of that. You know, you like watch the Food Network. It's like, it's the spooky season. You see all the newscasters. It's the spooky season. Hey, welcome <laughs> to the spooky season. Hey, check it out. It's the morning news. It's the spooky season. It's the you know? worst holiday It's ever. horrible. Yeah. But uh, being that it's the time to get scared, I figured, why don't we do a couple classic Halloween thrillers? Okay. And I put the 70s Halloween up against the 80s. Nightmare on Elm Street. So you've got uh, Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Did I say Cougar? I think you did. Freddy Krueger. That's a whole different story. (laughs) Freddy (laughs) Krueger up against Michael Myers. Michael Myers, yes. Not Mike Myers. No, not the guy from Wayne's World. Yeah, what a 
terrible name <laughs> right? to go with. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and last I saw before you were sent to Twitter jail, Halloween was destroying Nightmare on Elm Street. The last I saw, too, it was an absolute destruction. I think it was 80 to 20 mm. Halloween. And uh, I'm quite surprised at that. Are you? I'm not. You're not? I'm not so surprised. I think more people have seen Halloween than Nightmare on Elm Street, especially, as you mentioned, it's been back in the theaters in the last two, three years. Right. In and, a new rendition. And also the old rendition's been in it, too. Yeah, right. The original, they put it back, and I went and saw it in the theaters, the original Halloween, and I laughed. Did you? It was funny. That's why I'm shocked. I thought, you know... Freddy Krueger might have a little bit of an edge yeah. there, being a little more scary and a little more nicely done. And Robert England, hello. Well, that's, that's I voted for Nightmare on Elm Street simply because I love Robert England, and he was a big part of the uh, the Paper Brigade, my one of my favorite yes. movies ever. Yes. And so uh, I voted for Nightmare on Elm Street, though I've seen neither of those movies. Really? I know enough about both of them because they're such pop culture icons well they've both had a million sequels but, yeah right and remakes and i don't need to see any of it i believe uh wasn't it uh rob zombie did a version of halloween probably yeah i think yeah. he did all right so there you go dvd showdown uh this week johnny uh halloween beats nightmare on elm street seriously beats it i'll uh bring back the family-friendly <laughs> choices this coming weekend so is that is am i the rebel the the dark side and you're like the jedi i'm like the sith and you're the jedi that's good though because you're popular you like movies that most people like okay. i like movies most people don't care about so okay so feel good about that uh, okay <laughs> but there are some movies coming out this week that a lot of people are gonna feel good about i think there is too what's major stars let's start with uh, the the big one for me is called The War with Grandpa. Yes. It's rated PG. It's a family comedy starring Robert De Niro. Who? Uma Thurman. Who? Christopher Walken. Who? Jane Seymour. Oh, I know her. Rob Riggle and Cheech Marin. That's a big cast. Upset that he has to share the room he loves with his grandfather, Peter decides to declare war in an attempt to get it back. Now, this is just going to be nonsensical silliness. It sounds like tag, horrible bosses, that type of movie. And it's a war with grandpa. And I'm excited to, to just have a fun night at the movies, not have to think, not have to care, just laugh at stupid jokes, and look at the cast that's on there. That's unbelievable. Who do you think grandpa's going to be? Christopher Robert Walken? De Niro. Or Robert De Niro? Yeah. You think Robert De Niro? And uh, Christopher Walken will play... The, uh, the other grandpa or something. I don't know. Yeah, they, well, they both got to be grandpas. So that so, means Rob Riggle is the war? Oh, no, I think Rob Riggle's probably the dad. I think we're probably... I'm, uh, I'm betting Peter is a younger child that mm. was enlisted in that cast. But that did spark our poll question this week. Yes. On Twitter, at Austin Horton, at Zone Sportsnet. At so, Johnny Lightfoot, if he gets visitation rights. Yes, I'm. I'm. I've gotten a pill in. Uh, the movie's on poll this week. What's the first movie and/or role you think of for De Niro, Walken, Thurman, and Jane Seymour? When Ooh. you think of them, what do you think of their roles or movies? Let us know, and we'll get to that in Ooh, segment two. That's that's some good stuff. Uh, also, coming out this week, uh, Johnny. 
Oh, you want me to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, th- I thought you were just going off no. there. So I'm like, no. listen, I'm going, oh, he's cool. He's going to take it. <laughs> it would be The Trial of Chicago 7, uh-huh. starring Eddie Redmayne, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Frank Langelli, and many others. Sasha Barra-Cohen as well. Yes. The story of seven people on trial stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, this is a famous uh, scene in American history. Uh, 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 I believe it was anti-Vietnam protests that they were involved in. Uh, the the, res- the result of the trial is five of the seven were convicted for inciting riots, but all were acquitted of conspiracy, and here's the movie version of Spoiler. it. Spoiler! Well, if you didn't know that, you're not reading American history. True. It's amazing there hasn't been a, a movie about this before. There's actually a lot of stories out there that need movies, I think. Uh, On the Rocks is a rated R comedy drama starring Bill Murray. Yes. Rashida Jones and Marlon Wayans. Rashida Jones plays a young mother who reconnects with her larger-than-life playboy father, Bill Murray, on an adventure through New York. Are you a Bill Murray guy? I am. Okay. But... He makes a lot of bad movies. He makes some bad movies, too. Since the older Bill Murray, I'm not so much into as the younger one, but I still respect what sure. he does because yep. he's he is a great actor and a great comedian. I think there's enough Bill Murray fans that this movie should do well at the box office. I think so. Pandemic asterisk well. I, yeah. I feel lost in translation on this okay you know yeah good movie but it didn't do great 30 years later yeah but but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, it didn't do right. great in the theaters and it became more popular i guess you would say dvd or digital now on tv yes yeah, yeah. and i feel this might be similar but i would give this a go just okay. for bill murray alone yep let's talk about yellow rose it's a rated pg-13 drama a Filipino teen from a small Texas town fights to pursue her dreams as a country music performer while having to decide between staying with her family or leaving the only home she has known. Wow. I can relate to this. Can you? Well, music, yeah, because I, I was pursuing a country career. You were career. once a Filipino teen? No. From a small Texas town? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no. The whole music thing is very much this. It's yeah. Whether it's country, whether it's pop, whether it's rock, whether it's air supply, it doesn't matter. It's all about you kind of have to give up everything you know and just become self-centered and focus on yourself to have a career. Yeah. And that's unfortunate, but it's the truth. And so this is a heavy movie, but probably a, a good movie. I think I think I will definitely relate to this, and if, if everyone has had to spend a long time away from family due to work or something like that, I think would definitely bond with this movie. Okay. Next is a comedy horror thriller filmed and story set right here in good old Utah. Cool. Rated R, called Wolf of Snow Hollow, starring Jim Cummings. Now, do you know who Jim Cummings is? I don't. He's the voice of Winnie the Pooh. That's right. <laughs> You're right. He is. Uh, Robert Forster. Terror grips a small mountain town as bodies are discovered after each full moon. Losing sleep, raising a teenage daughter, and caring for his ailing father, Officer Marshall struggles to remind himself there's no such thing as werewolves. I'm going to go out and say this is a werewolf movie. I think that would be correct. I won't be seeing it. Come on. It's it says a comedy first. It's a horror about werewolves. 
Yeah, but they don't scare you, do they? Yes, they do. Really? Yeah, and everything scares me. Yep. So, are you going to see it? It's yes. filmed and made right of here. Of course I will. All right. I, dude, I see everything. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm wired that way. I love it. Next is something for the family, though. Yes, next we have Henchmen, PG, Family, Animated Comedy. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Starring <laughs> Rosario Dawson, James Mardison. Marsden, yeah. Yep, him. <laughs> and a couple others that I don't even know how to pronounce Yes, you, Thomas Middleditch. Nathan oh, I'm kidding. I just wanted, to see, Malina, I wanted to see if you would bring up Bobcat. Rob Riggle and your guy. Bobcat. Goldweight. I was waiting for that. And uh, Jane Krakowski, yeah. When the world is threatened by an evil supervillain, a teenager and his mentor team up to stop him. This is a family animated comedy. It's going to be bad, but the kids will love it. And you need a timeout at the f- at the movies with the family. This is your choice. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Jump. Are but you it'll be a the, bad movie. Are you saying this is the film that you take the kids to and say, "All right, I'll see you guys in two hours." This is probably either yeah. you take a nap or 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 uh, even just wait in the car. Yeah. You know, it could be good, just like Spider-Man Into the Multiverse. That okay. was actually pretty good. Yeah. Once it got going. Yeah, once it got going until the animated Spider-Man came in. The, 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 what was it? Uh, Spider-Ham, I think it was. Uh, I don't the know. The pig version of Spider-Man. That got a little cheesy that. for me, yeah. and I was done then. Uh, also, PG-13 documentary called Time. Fox Rich fights for the release of her husband, Rob, who is serving a 60-year sentence in prison. So there's that. If you're into documentaries, also if you're into documentaries, Michael Jordan to the max. Mm. It's a 20th anniversary of this movie returning to IMAX theaters, revisiting the timeless story of basketball superstar Michael Jordan. The newly remastered film chronicles the 98 NBA Finals alongside footage featuring Jordan and those closest to him as they provide an intimate look into the tragedies and triumphs that have shaped him as an athlete and an individual. So this is going to be another slap to the face to Utah fans. Probably so. Another lie from Michael Jordan. Well, yeah, but more importantly, another reminder, just like the uh, 12-part documentary, however long it was, of, oh, yeah, remember we lost back-to-back years to that? Don't want to talk about it. But, uh, you know, I, still, being a major NBA fan that I am, that that time sucks as a jazz fan. Yeah. But, you know what? I liked The Last Dance. It's I like The Last Dance, yeah. too, but I, I still think I would like to see this. Especially Just, in IMAX. Oh, are you kidding yeah. me? It's going to be massive. And then finally, new this week, The Doorman. Rated R action thriller. Described as a diehard-esque story. I like this. Starring one Ruby Rose and Gene Reno. Do you like Ruby Rose? Yeah. I do too. And I think we just she's talked really cool. about Gene Reno recently yes. on the show. So and and Ruby, she remember she left oh, Batgirl, right. yep. the TV series Bat after Woman, the first season. Batgirl, yeah, surprisingly. Also, uh, so those are all the new movies, Johnny. But returning yes. frightening features. Did you see what's on the list? You've got Coco, eh. the PG third or PG rated 2017 animated Pixar Disney film. You've got Monster House, PG 2006 animated film, but then. Nightmare on Elm Street, baby. 1984, Johnny Depp, Robert English. It got you suspended on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know what happened. But you can watch it on the big screen. I don't know how that happened. I have a serious appeal in and some strongly worded emails. (laughs) I don't think they'll do anything. (laughs) Oh. You can try. All right. uh, Coming up next, we'll get back to our poll question, rewinding all the way back to the start of the new movies. The War with Grandpa, starring the likes of Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Uma Thurman, Christopher Walken, 
Jane Seymour. What do you think of? What are the first movies or roles you think of when you hear those names? Coming up next on the Movie Zone, also a new segment. So stay tuned. We'll be right back here on the Movie Zone. One, two, one, two. Locked on to the movie zone on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network. You are staring at me. It's a hairpiece. It's, it's a piece. I'm sorry. No, it was just that you look remarkably like Eddie Van Halen. I just saw Eddie Van Halen. No. Really? Yeah. Wow. Where? The Hollywood Bowl. And how was it? He's a zombie. Oh, it's tough break. Welcome back. Segment two here on the Movie Zone. We do a soundtrack of the week each week, but being that Johnny Lightfoot is a professional rock star... <sighs> One point. Johnny, I thought we might let you uh, do something fun each week and take us back to moments in music history. Who is this, obviously? Well, this is Van Halen. This is off their follow This is off their 1988 follow-up album from 5150. You know the title. I can't say it, but you know the title. Oh, you this heard is, it too? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is uh, Finish What You Started, which is kind of a different flair for Van Halen. Yeah. It has that almost country-esque feel to it, you know? But, of course, the, the news a couple days ago about the passing of Eddie Van Halen got us both thinking, and we kind of decided maybe we should focus a little bit on it this week, some Van Halen. So I want to talk to you a little bit about Van Halen. And I'm actually putting the notes away. This is all from the heart. Okay. Um, I've, I was hit a lot harder by the passing of Eddie than I thought I would have been. Now, believe it or not, I'm not a huge Van Halen fan. Okay. Um, I like Van Halen, but um, this hit me hard, even though not being a major fan. And uh, it hit me hard because Eddie is such an influential guitar player. You can't deny that in most rock genres, he's probably in the top three to five to three, you know, in that top five to three percent of best guitar players in the world. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, of course, you can't really lay it out like as easy as you can say, like LeBron James is Michael Jordan. You know, they're let's be honest, they're probably the best basketball players ever. Right. Yeah. You can't really lay it out as Eddie being the best guitar player ever because there's so many likes and so many things inside because you could put uh, David Gilmore in that you could put Eric Clapton in that you could put Jimi Hendrix in that you can put so many other people and it's all about personal taste but when it comes to influencing other musicians mm. Van Halen and Eddie Van Halen specifically has been a major role in that from everything from the way guitar players play to the way bands find Frontman such as David Lee Roth, even the color of hair, because David Lee Roth was the ultimate is the ultimate frontman hmm. of with Van Halen, and everyone tried to emulate that. But I wanted to talk a little bit about Van Halen and the spec that a lot of people probably didn't know that the band was originally called Mammoth. I didn't know that, and was changed to Van Halen. Good move. Um, yes, after Eddie and Alex's last name. But a little trivia here: Eddie and Alex. Did not start on drums and guitar. Oh, they didn't? 
Eddie started on drums. Wow. Alex started on guitar. And they switched. And they would go into each other's room and play the other instrument while the other one was away. Uh. And they finally figured it out that we should probably be playing the other instruments. I see. Their dad was a famous clarinetist. Okay. And uh, you can hear him on, I believe it's off the Diver Down album, Big Bad Bill is Sweet William Now. Okay. That's their dad playing clarinet on that. Wow. But this is this was a really sad one. This is really hard. Eddie was just unbelievable and will be truly missed. And, man, if I'm this sad over Eddie Van Halen when Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons go... You just don't talk to me for two weeks. One of them we have some time still. Paul? Yeah. You think Gene's a little worse off? I mean, he canceled his tour for health reasons, didn't he? Yes. So. Yes. We'll see. Uh, hopefully they're around for a long, long time. But like you said, even if you're not a big time Van Halen fan, you know Van Halen's music. You do. You know all the guitar solos. You've heard them all before. And... Yeah, you've heard him just in everything. I mean, they're the you icon. Can't, you can't deny, even if you don't know who Eddie Van. Well, let me say this: even if you didn't know who Van Halen was, you knew who Eddie Van Halen was. Right. So you'd heard that yeah. name, mm-hmm. and he had even played. I'm sure you might have known this, but he played the guitar solo in Michael Jackson's "Beat It." I did know that. Yeah. Yes, that's yep. Eddie, and that's an amazing guitar solo. Yes, you've yes. played it several times. I'm of sure. Course. Yeah. Well. I'm not that good. <laughs> uh, also, my, my favorite uh, tie-in to the movies with Van Halen, yeah. Zombieland. Of course, which, with Bill Murray. Which now is a little bittersweet when he says, I just saw Eddie Van Halen yeah. at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, really? How's he doing? He's a zombie. He's a zombie. Yeah. I know. But it's still, I think Eddie would laugh. Do I have time for a short Eddie Van Halen story? You have very short time, yes. So we, I was playing in 1996 up in Park City with a gentleman named Rich Wyman who was friends with Eddie. Okay. We were playing on uh, Thanksgiving Eve, and the club was just packed. So the, the band lineup was bass, drums, piano. That's it. And Rich no is inter- lead. No lead. Huh. Rich is introducing me to everybody, and he finally says, Hey, Johnny, I want you to meet my friend Ed. I'm like, okay, let's go meet Ed. <laughs> and I walk over, and I'm looking, and I'm going... This is Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> Whoa, he was there with Valerie. They were hanging out because uh, Valerie's brother lives in Park City. Oh, really? So Eddie and, and Valerie were there for the weekend. Um, Eddie's attention was on me. I'm the only guy who played anything that he understood, really. I mean, he knows keyboards, but, you yeah. know, guitar, bass. So um, we're playing a heavy bass groove song, and I, my eyes are on him the whole time. You know, I was like, that's Eddie Van Halen watching me play. So... I watch him get up on this heavy bass groove song and he walks across the bar and he walks behind the PA system and he's now he's on the side of the stage and you and I are maybe well, six feet apart. Here. Yeah. He's that far away from me watching me play bass. Wow. And I am just scared. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. Don't right. mess up. To, to cut the story short, after the song, after the set, he came up to me and he goes, man. He says, you're a really good bass player. He says, I wish Michael Anthony played bass like you do. <laughs> and I, I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Uh, did Eddie Van Halen just say that to me? Wow. So being the young person I was at that time, my uh, smart Alec voice said, well, then hire me. I'll be in Van Halen. Yeah. And he had the perfect response. He said, why would I hire you when I have me? <laughs> and I was like, Yep. You are absolutely right. But <laughs> what I'm getting at is two years later, I went backstage at a Van Halen concert and he remembered who I was. Did he really? And he, he remembered our conversation. And he's he was that type of person where he was just 
down to earth. He was a rock star for sure, yeah. but he was down to earth. Yeah. Well, that's a really cool story. Isn't that fun? That's amazing. Why don't you hire me? Why would I hire you when I've got me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. Music history here uh, on uh, the, the Movie Zone. Let's get to our uh, listeners' uh, responses to our poll question this week, John. Let's do it. And rest uh, peacefully, Eddie. Yes. Uh, playing the uh, the guitar solos up above in the great beyond. Uh, heaven just got a lot louder. <laughs> I like that. That should be a t-shirt. Yes, it did. Uh, it should be, yeah. Uh, we've got a new movie out this week called The War with Grandpa, starring Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken, Jane Seymour, and Uma Thurman. We asked everyone on Twitter, when you hear those names, what movies come to mind? Matt says, Godfather Part Two for De Niro. Okay. True Romance for Walken. Oh, yeah. Gattaca for Uma Thurman. Gattaca, wow. I've thought of Gattaca a lot this that's, year. That's still a random pick. Good job. Uh, how how much we've all wished we had one of those Gattaca showers Yeah, right. during this pandemic. And then for Jane Seymour, Wedding Crashers. Mm. Yes. An iconic role. Yeah. I don't know if it's her best role, but hey. Logan says, meet the parents for De Niro. <laughs> Kangaroo Jack for Walken. Kill Bill for Uma Thurman, and I had to look up what Jane Seymour was in. I couldn't remember Wedding Crashers. <laughs> yeah, of course. Ben Coombs, Meet the Parents for De Niro, Hairspray for Walken, Batman and Robin for Uma. Uh, Uma, and Scarlet Pimpernel for Jane Seymour. Ben Coombs is my hero. Wow. That's my answer for Jane Seymour as well. Really? It's the best musical ever written. Maybe other than Les Mis. That's interesting. Uh, it's got uh, the movie uh, has uh, the bad guys played by oh god Ian McKellen. Yes, of course and, from uh, uh, from Lord the, of the Rings oh, and, and plays Percy. Um, I can't remember his name, but he's very 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 famous. I have to look it up. Scarlet Pimpernel movie. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, starring Anthony Andrews. As Sir Percy Blakeney. Anyway, that would be my answer as well. Mine with Jane Seymour, I'm going way back in time to 1980 with a movie with Christopher Reeve. Somewhere in time? Somewhere in time. That was Scotty G's answer. Yeah. Scotty said Cape Fear for De Niro, Mm -hmm. Pulp Fiction for both Walken and Thurman, Mm. and Somewhere in Time for Jane Seymour. Tyler responded with Meet the Parents, Click for Walken, that Fallout Boy song for Thurman, and then assuming a Hans Olsen dream is the best role for <laughs> Jane Seymour. I'm as a. I like Jane Seymour a lot too. I'm gonna let you read a few more responses before I, I mention my De Niro thing. All right, uh, Dan, Goodfellas for De Niro. There it is. Is that yours? That was it. I was surprised. I was gonna say if someone doesn't mention the gangster roles he's been in. Dan has my exact list except for number four. Okay, so Goodfellas for De Niro. Yeah. With a close second to uh, meet the parents. Okay. Catch Me If You Can for Walken. Yes. Kill Bill for Thurman. Yeah. And he put Wedding Crashers for Jane Seymour, and I, of course, would say the Scarlet Pimpernel. But. Sure. So there you go. Uh, Bucky, De Niro, Raging Bull. There. Yeah, another followed one. Followed by Untouchables. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Walken, Hairspray, followed by Deer Hunter. Wow. How is uh, no one said Deer Hunter until Bucky... Uh, Gattaca follows Kill Bill for Uma Thurman, and then Jane Seymour, he thinks of one of the best television shows ever made, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, (laughs) immediately followed by a Google search, he says. (laughs) 
Did is Jane Seymour one of those? She's 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 done really well because of her looks, not because of her roles. Probably. I don't know. I I can't say this. She's got an amazing voice, an amazing presence, and yeah, she's pretty. Let's I, just say it how it is. I'm actually looking at a lot of her uh, movies here, and the only ones that really stick out are, like you said, the Scarlet Pimpernickel. <laughs> Pimpernickel. <laughs> Come on. Somewhere in Time and Wedding Crashers, but there's a lot of other roles. Live and Let Die? Yeah, I know. That's what I was going to say. Like, Live and Let Die is on there. There's a Sinbad on there. There's a... Uh, Austin Land, you should know that one. I, yeah, Austin Land's a stupid movie. High Strung. I yeah, mean, yeah. Not great, but D- Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman's what she's probably most known for outside of Wedding Crashers, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I would agree I would Did you ever watch that. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman? No, it wasn't my thing. It was not good. So, so, so I win? You win. Yeah. Colin says for De Niro, that one old guy show. I don't know what that is. Bad Grandpa? <laughs> I guess. No, that uh, was Johnny Knoxville. Was there, there was another one that was very similar. Like, anyway, go on. Uh, for Walking Sarah, Plain and Tall. Don't know that movie. Kill Bill for Uma Thurman. And then Dr. Quinn for Jane Seymour. Was she in anything else? Ha, 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 ha. Hmm. So it looks like mostly the return on Jane Seymour is Wedding Crashers or Dr. Quinn. Not a lot of people know her in much more. Uh, a couple more responses here. We've got uh, Grant says taxi driver for De Niro. Thank you. Uh, Coach Speak says uh, dangerous liaisons for Uma Thurman. Ooh. Uh, you've got Batman Returns for Christopher Walken from Kevin Farnsworth. Yep. Uh, and then Eric Olson says for Jane Seymour, Battlestar Galactica, I'm so old. Wow. Now Matthew asks, what about Dustin Hoffman? Well, Dustin Hoffman's not in a new movie out this week, Matt. That's but right. you go ahead and tell us your favorite Dustin Hoffman movie if you'd like. Now I'm a, I'm a little shocked that they didn't. Some people didn't choose the other gangster movie that De Niro's known for. Uh, Casino. Uh, Casino. There is. I saw some one person. Uh, Papa Dave said Sam Rothstein and Casino. Okay. Or Ronan. Or even the movie with Eddie Murphy, Showtime. How oh, about Showtime? Yeah. How about? Steve Scow, by the way, for Walken says more cowbell. The SNL skit. <laughs> yes, SNL skit. He's probably more known for that than anything else. Yeah, I, that's where I was first introduced. Yeah, to yeah. As a as a teenager, I'd never heard of him before then. Wasn't the song "Slap Fat Boy Slim"? It was like the a dancing where Christopher Walken danced in the whole movie, yes. a yep. whole uh, video. Whole I remember video, that's yeah. pretty pretty good too. Yeah. All right, so there you go. That's our poll question this week. De Niro, Walken, Thurman, Seymour, and Rob Wittriggle and Cheech Marin. They're in a movie called The War with Grandpa at Megaplex this week. Hi, what did you think of De Niro and Joker? Uh, he was great. He was terrific in Joker. Wasn't he great? Everybody was terrific in Joker. Or Dirty, Everyone. Dirty Grandpa is the movie I was I thinking of. haven't seen Dirty Grandpa, yeah. But that is the one that that one old guy yeah, filmed. Yeah, that's, that that's what said, it is, yeah. Dirty Grandpa. All right, coming up next, we'll wrap up this week's edition of The Movie Zone with a, uh, a time machine travel from the archives. And we're going with a Halloween classic? Or did we change our mind? Nope. Change, okay, we're staying with we're that sticking one. with it. My wife will not want to miss this next segment. We watched it this morning really? before I left the house. Nice. So tune in next as we go to Halloween Town and look back on uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas next on The Movie Day. Oh.
You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Yep, uh, Van Halen is our soundtrack this week. This one comes from Zombieland <laughs> because uh, we talked about how that's uh, that's fun part in Zombieland where they talked about Eddie Van Halen and now he's playing the big solos up in up in the sky. Do you do you remember what other movie Van Halen was in? Uh, I'm sure several. Well, there was one particular. It was the theme song for the whole movie. Oh, uh, 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 no, Twister. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a terrible, awful, horrendous movie. That I love to watch. That was like, it made huge dollars. I love to watch was that movie. Was it 96? had to be around that time. And it was like the big hit that year. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Van Halen, our soundtrack of the week. Rest peacefully, Big Eddie. Thanks for all you did for us here in the music fandom. For sure. Uh, now, from the archives this week, we're going to go Halloween-themed the rest <clears throat> of the month. So our from the archives picks will be spooky Ooh. season even you, you, you gonna be that. okay with this yeah because we're uh, you know i picked a friendly one ish today my wife's to favorite movie not favorite halloween movie favorite, favorite movie, movie really? of all time okay is the nightmare before christmas yes so we're gonna give you some little known or unknown facts and factoids about the nightmare before christmas johnny was a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place perhaps you've seen in your dreams. For the story you're about to be told began with the holiday worlds of old. Now you've probably wondered where holidays come from. If you haven't, I'd say it's time you be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the narrator? You know, I, uh, I had that, but originally... It was Patrick Stewart. Really? Yeah. And he bowed out? So Patrick Stewart did the original introduction for the movie, which can be heard on the film soundtrack, but did not make it to the release. It was the guy who played Santa who did the voice. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Now we're talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas, which was released October 29th, 1993. And here's a little fact, Austin. Not directed by tim burton right who did it his friend henry Selleck. yeah who no one knows by name but you've seen other movies like his like peewee's big adventure yep. beetlejuice and batman it's kind of shocking that burton didn't do it right you kind of just assume i'm oh i think i misspoke burton made those other movies right but Selleck was like his right hand man in all those movies correct and tim burton did not have the time to direct the Nightmare Before Christmas. Instead, he let Selleck direct it and took the took the credit. So, uh, music, of course, by Danny Elfman, and we'll get into that in here in a second. Starring Chris Sarandon as Jack Skellington. You know, However, yeah. Danny Elfman is singing Jack Skellington. Yeah, he's also the voice of Beryl and Clown with the Tearaway Face. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara as Sally. Real quick, yes. Chris Sarandon. Yes. Do you know what his other big time role is? What's that? Prince Humperdinck in The Princess Bride. No That's way. That's that guy. Really? Yeah. Susan's brother, Chris Sarandon. Anyway. I did not know that. Yeah. Catherine O'Hara as Sally. William Hickory. Hickey. You're right. Yeah. I accidentally put an R in there. He was the evil scientist 
who actually has a different name, but it was never credited. Oh, what is it? Dr. Finkelstein. Okay. <laughs> uh, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, as we spoke of earlier, as Locke. Ken Page as Oogie Boogie. This had a budget of $18 million with a worldwide gross of $89 million. Wow. wow. Rotten Tomatoes. You ready for this? Yeah. Critics. 24%. 95% from the critics. Wow. 91% from the fans. Why, everyone loved this movie. Everybody. I don't know a person who doesn't love this movie. Uh, I, it was an acquired taste for me. Really? It had to be beat into my brain. No. After seven years of marriage to my wonderful, beautiful wife. I do like this movie now. I did not used to like it. Though. Well, you weren't born when it came out, so that's yes, fine. I was. <laughs> I was nine years old. Uh, all right. Well, so this this all started um, from a poem. Did you know that? It, yeah, Tim Burton wrote it, didn't he? Tim Burton wrote a three-page poem titled the, My, the Nightmare Before Christmas when he was a Disney animator in the early 80s. Uh, Tim Burton took his inspiration from television specials such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and a poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas. Mm. Yeah, he talks a lot in the in the DVD commentary about the stop animation was chosen because of the old Christmas specials from Rankin and Bass, like yes. uh, Rudolph. Uh, Rudolph, and Rudolph. Yes. Yeah. Now, he said the original poem was also inspired after seeing Halloween merchandise displayed in a store being taken down and replaced with Christmas displays. Yeah, they kind of mashed together weirdly there. Yeah. yeah. Well, Christmas gets earlier and earlier every year. Trees are already up right now well, at I certain saw, stores. I saw Christmas in August this year. Yeah. So It's absolutely disgusting sometimes, but that's all right. So... um Danny Elfman, we talked about this earlier, signed on to be Jack Skellington's singing voice because Chris Sarandon can't sing. He's terrible. He's tone deaf. It's yep. like absolutely but horrible. But Danny Elfman's speaking voice is nails on a chalkboard. Right. Isn't that funny? Compared to Chris Sarandon. Isn't that yeah. funny how that, that turns out? So this movie took a group of around 100 people three years to complete this movie. Hmm. Just so just to give you, we've talked about this before, but just to give you an example, one second of film up to 12 stop motion moves had to be made. Wow. For one second wow. of film. Unbelievable. Is that crazy? Uh, I don't know that I could ever have the patience to make a movie like this. No, that's why stop animation is so amazing. How long it takes. And the most difficult shot yeah. Was the him opening the door to Christmas Town. You are right, because you look at that and you see the whole background behind the it. Reflection, yeah. It, I mean, I had to go back and look at that again. And it's not a computerized reflection. They actually got the reflection. Wow. That's that's not it's it's an actual clay shot. They didn't throw in a, an animation then. That's that's pretty that's why it took so long to That's get the right. small little details that pretty much blow right past you but that are just amazing yeah now originally oogie boogie the bad guy was supposed to be the evil scientist dr finkelstein in oh. disguise okay that doesn't make any sense no it makes no <laughs> sense at all in fact reportedly tim burton was so infuriated by this idea that he started kicking holes in the wall at the studio <laughs> He thought it was just, and I agree with him. That would make no sense because the the, the the scientist was in a wheelchair. He couldn't walk, rolling around. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's dancing 
an Oogie Boogie costume? Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Do you know Tim Burton was supposed to have a cameo in the show, but Disney said, nah, that's too grisly. Really? What was it going to be? His decapitated head as the vampires played hockey. At the very end of the movie? (laughs) I think, didn't they put like a jack-o'-lantern in or something like that? It was originally Tim Burton's head. That's funny. Also, uh, Disney wanted Jack Skellington to have eyeballs. Really? Because they felt that uh, people don't connect with a cartoon character unless they have eyes. And Burton and Selleck stood firm on that and didn't budge, and thank goodness they didn't. Because Jack Skellington with eyes, it wouldn't be the same. Now, there is a small cameo, if you will, of Tim Burton in the movie. Kind of. So you remember the band that played in Christmas Town? Yeah. They would play like all the Christmas songs in minor keys. Nice work, Bone Daddy. Right. So if you look at the bass player, there's a little guy inside the bass. That's modeled after Tim Burton. It is? Yeah. Yeah, that's, like the, that's, the guy. At all. that's the guy they used. <laughs> so now check this out. Um, Vincent Price. You know Vincent Price, right? Think yes. of Thriller, the yes. voice in the, that gives a yeah, narration right, right, in Thriller. Right, right, right. He was originally cast to be Santa Claus, which would have also given the opening theme, that the part that I just read. However, after the death of Vincent's wife, his own health began to fail, and his voice performance was very frail and weak. The tracks he actually recorded, but the tracks were deemed unusable, which led to much of the director's regret and having to have the role recast to, uh, I can't remember who did it now. It's off the top of my head, but the film premiered at a film festival. Tim Page, right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The film premiered oh, at no, a- Oh, no, Santa. Sorry. Santa. Yeah. The film premiered at the film festival on October 9th, only 16 days before Vincent Price actually died. Oh, Wow. And was released on a limited basis in theaters four days before. The film's first United States wide release was October 29th, four days after Vincent Price had passed away. Wow. Hmm. That, that's something I didn't know. Pretty crazy. There is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got just one more for you. Okay. And we all owe Tim Burton a great hand of thanks. I think I know where you're going, but I'm going to see. He turned down and rejected... Yes millions of dollars yes for there to be a cgi sequel i know because he didn't want it to to be marred he wanted nightmare before christmas to stand on its own the three plus years it took to make it the time and care that and attention and detail that was put into it he didn't want to be ruined by some cgi flop as the sequel and i agree and this was in 2001 walt disney actually started considering producing that sequel huh and so I'm really glad he, he put it down. In fact, this is what Tim Burton said. He's, and I quote, I've all, I was always very protective of Nightmare, not to do sequels or things of that kind. You know, Jack visits Thanksgiving World and all <laughs> other kinds of things just because I felt the movie had the purity to do it and the people that liked it. I, I agree. What else yep. would they have done with Nightmare Before Christmas? It, it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked. It just wouldn't have. I think it, would have. I think it would have tarnished what it is. Yep, I agree. And, and I love the fact that every year, maybe not this year, but every year Disneyland changed the Haunted Mansion into the Nightmare Before Christmas. I love that. I wish and that it actually, stays through Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I wish... I, actually, it stays even into January. To Does be totally it really? Yeah, I, I <laughs> saw it at the beginning, mid-January last year there. Mm. And uh, I wish it would kind of stay that way. I wish it would just be the Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. That's it for From the Archives. Great pick, by the way. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, we'll have another Halloween-type pick next week. Johnny, good show, buddy. Hey, good show, man. I'll be sure to ruin the pick next week with something, you know, very lowbrow, because you keep it always up and up with, like, everyone on the planet loves this movie, according to critics and fans. I'll take it right back down. Well, it ended that. September with Sharknado. Yeah. And that broke the rules because it's not... 10 years older. Or I know, older, but we so. had to. We had to get it over with and out of there. To, so. Yeah, we did. No. <laughs> All right. He's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. We'll see you next week right here on the Movie Zone.